I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two with Mae Stevens. Let's get into the episode. TikTok is a, is a funny place, right? It's an so it's an interesting one. place, right? Because yeah. people will see your video or whatever or, or see... Yeah. Your success this year has been huge, but you've been doing this since you were four years old. Yeah. And you have been doing, playing instruments, playing the piano four hours a day, having gone through bullying, having gone through this, sitting in classrooms when you should be outside having fun, all of that to this moment this year. And someone goes, oh my God, you, you've done so well. Is it? Well, no, it's all because of all the, the long work you've been doing over the past, yeah. whatever, 15 years. The fights, the hours of editing, the practicing for gigs the crappy gigs in the corner of pubs, like when no one is listening to you, but you have to play. Yeah, it, it was years of that. And it was cleaning up content. We tried every type of content. We tried to study the algorithm on TikTok for a long time. And my dad kind of cracked it. But TikTok is so complex. They've just changed the algorithm again recently. But he spent That's ages studying it. Views. <laughs> that is why I'm not getting any views. Well, let's speak to my father. He's, he studied hashtags. He studied, wow. you know, optimum post times, geographical posting, all of this. Do you like, think he's a bit obsessive as well? Maybe. Yeah. He, so that's where you get it from. He's a numbers of, nerd. He's a, really? yeah. He, when he, when he locks onto something, he locks on. Like there is no stopping him. He is the most determined person ever. And so we we tried so much of this stuff. We tried everything. And this video was just a crappy, I'll throw on a jumper, I'll just dance like a, like a dickhead, and then I'll post it. And that was it. And then I got really drunk. I woke up the next morning, 7 million, couldn't believe it. Had 7 million views. Had a moment. I had a breakdown because I was like, this is, this is probably just like a one-off. Came home and I tested the algorithm again. My dad was like, do the same post, don't change it, put the same hashtags on it, the exact same post in time you did as yesterday. And we, we literally mimicked it again. Same jumper, same glasses, anything that made it visually the same. And even down to like the colours of the captions, spot on. Posted the video again, 11 million. And it was going, it was getting hundreds every like couple of seconds of refresh. It was absolutely soared. And so... We kind of had. What this does that moment. feel when that happens for you? When you've had all this time, you've been leading to, and yes, it's it's you know it's, it's social media, but it's it's going pure panic. Like why panic? I was excited, but at the same time, it was panic. I'm quite a private person. Like I've always been someone who tries to keep their personal life and their relationship quite shaded. Good industry to go into. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone knows where my boyfriend's Instagram profile is. It's great. But it, yeah, I was quite a private person. So I did crap my pants a little bit because immediately that means hundreds and thousands of these people are seeing my my posts, my content, mm. my happy places of my house and all of this stuff. That It was quite terrifying, but at the same time, it was like, this is actually happening. We've worked for eight years, nonstop, blood, sweat and tears, fights, Days where I just, I did not want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything. 
to get 11 million on a TikTok. And we just kept testing the algorithm video after video. And it was just going more and more every time, 12 million, 14 million. And it just, it did not stop. And then the labels kicked in. And me and my dad's one big goal for before I was 19 years old was to be signed to a label. Like I wanted to be signed by 18. That was our biggest goal in that life. Was and, and it happened. And I signed with EMI on the 25th of January, two months before my, my 19th birthday. So we ticked that. Like it was the biggest moment. I've never seen him so smug in my life. Like <laughs> yeah, he, I think I'm, I'm smug and I wasn't even part of it. I honestly, just like this great story. I love this. He was so he was so smug. It was, was such an emotional day as well to go in and sign something we'd wanted for so long. Like there were tears. Like I just looked at him. Because that's sat, your vision. That's your destination. That's what you want to hit. That's the milestone. Yeah, right sat there. Sat with these papers in front of me with all of the people from EMI around me, and I just looked at him, and he started crying. I started crying. I had to give him a cupcake so none of us, you know, we didn't just start bawling. But for me and him to go through so much crap, so many fights, so many like days of him trying to get me to to understand the drive of being an artist and the work that goes into it and then to actually have it happen, it was a really weird day. That yeah, it's it's but but he also saw the talent in you. That, like, that he saw he saw that you had this thing right as well i yeah. mean it, it's hard it, it definitely what it makes you realize is just un- not unfortunately but a lot of it is just down to hard work it is it, a that, lot of pure and simple you just gotta be you want to want it more than the next person yeah but it is also like a case of you always think you know the, the whole thing about parent goggles so, you know, like the kids in, in the eyes of their parents, they are the biggest superstars on the planet. Mm. I always thought they were wearing parent goggles. They were telling me I was amazing. I was just like, I'm just some average kid playing piano and singing. Like I didn't think I was that special at all. I, I still don't, you know, you still, you never really think you're incredible or anything like that. I still just think I'm sat here, I have an addiction to the office and I eat a lot of mac and cheese. I write a couple of songs <laughs> like that. That's that's all I think I about. <laughs> I want to give some statistics here. So, okay, um, um, if we ever broke up, it's done six billion views on TikTok. Jesus Christ! Uh, Three hundred and fifty million streams. It's the biggest single from a debut artist this year, and has been in the UK top twenty for ten weeks. That's pretty big. Why have none of you told me about this shit? <laughs> that's pretty big I think Jesus Christ six billion that's 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 nearly the world's population that's mad that's wild right half of those views are probably my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) but that's amazing though right that's in when you put it like that that's insane I'm so focused on enjoying every second of it and getting ready for the next song and and putting my best face at that, I kind of forget that that's how far it's gone. If if someone if someone was sitting here in mm-hmm. this chair and you, they were asking you, what what do I do? What do I do to get we said I sort of say hard work, but I want to hear from you. What would you say to someone who's an aspiring artist who really wants to try and make it? If you love it enough and you it's something you really dream about doing, go and do it. People think it's an impossible dream to be an artist because nowadays the industry is so filled with you know, people trying it, it's becoming almost, what's the, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word. Like flooded with loads of artists and people trying. It is quite a hard game, especially social media. It's saturated, you mean, because there are so many different platforms in order to do it, right? 
I think it's so important to try. TikTok is a massive part of becoming an artist. But if you love it enough, go and do it. You have to do the crappy gigs. You're going to have to do the, you know, the singing in a pub with no one listening. You have to do the recording demos and writing. But at the end of it, if you do love something enough, you'll try and yeah. you'll do anything for it. And it is a lot of, you know, days where you feel like you'll never make it. Or as you get older, you hop into a bigger pond of people. But if I can do it as someone who was bullied relentlessly in school for their size, their face, their personality, everything about them and was told I was never going to make it as an artist. And I'm sat here right now, you know, with the stats that you've just told me, mm. which I still can't believe are real. Uh, you can do it. And you just have to push and I, you have to try. Do you know what though? It's a, it, I, I'm I I feel and you know maybe it's maybe it's I don't know but I feel you're confident when I talk to you I've you know I, you're more confident than lots of people I've spoken to never used to be yeah but but <laughs> but you and also going through that terrible time you're still getting on stage every single night and performing songs in pubs and doing that and typically you would think that if you're having such a terrible time you wouldn't have the confidence to do that so where does that confidence maybe it's not confidence maybe it's just drive and passion and desire where does that come from. I always found that I'd have such bad social anxiety. Like I used to get really panicked and I had a lot of a lot of stress from school. Every time I'd see someone that I knew from school, even, you know, as I'd come out of it, I'd get really paranoid across the road. I couldn't speak. I'd get really, you know, panicked. The moment you put me on a stage, you put a mic in front of me and a keyboard or anything, everything melts away. Really? Like no, I feel no anxiety. I love it. It feels like home. And I think the important thing is, as a kid, you know, trying to figure out what you love, if you find something that makes it that feels like home, a career that feels like home, something that you're not worried about, when you're in that bubble of doing whatever you want to do and you just feel calm and it's something you love, it's so important to go for it. I think there are so many kids that are getting lethally bullied for wanting to be an artist or a dancer or an actor, performer. I think you just you have to go and do it. Just mm. ignore them because... And I love, that, I love that people. reference. I love that reference to saying it's like home as well. Yeah, it is comfort to me. Yeah, it's amazing. Everything else is just melts away when you're doing it. Do I've, you not get nervous? Like I used to. Because you because Glastonbury. Oh my god. <laughs> so you get, <laughs> you get you get signed. That's a yeah. huge milestone, all these things. And then you know, now you're you're you you're doing Glastonbury. Like I would shit myself if I, I was. Did. I did. <laughs> I think the nicest thing about it is as I've gone on, obviously at the beginning when you're starting to do gigs and not people knew knew the song, but they didn't know who I was. Like they they just, oh, that's the girl that sang If We Ever Broke Up. Mm. But as the song's grown bigger and we're getting ready for the next release and people are starting to know who I am, when I've done gigs now and the fans and the people that come and see me afterwards and the people that know who I am, not just from that one song, it makes the gig so much more fun. Like Really? To go from that to having people, like I've had people say they've paid for the tickets just to come and see me. And that for me is a massive thing. I don't feel like I have to sing if we ever broke up anymore on a live stage. I just go like that. And they they sing the song and that is one of the best moments of being yeah, an artist. Give me what that feeling is. I, I've, I've always, I wish I would have, be able to have that experience, but I never will. That moment where you people are singing your song that you created back to you. My, my biggest moment 
where that happened was I, I opened Fran Marie at Thetford a couple of weeks ago. She's wicked, right? It was, she's so cool. Isn't she cool? She's mad. She's great. I love her accent. She, the stage was huge. And the first moment was my dad, one of his big things was obviously getting signed to a label, but it was also to stand on a stage that big and perform in front of, let's say like 10,000 people. That was like a big moment for him to hear people sing my song back to me. And I stood on that stage and I did my sound check and I, I played a song called Stranger about my imposter syndrome and the mental health I went through as a mm. kid. And and to see, he went out into the field to go listen to the sound because he does that. He's a technical nerd. He likes to make sure things sound okay. I started singing this song and I just see my dad drop and he drops to his knees and he gets really emotional. And I think it was because I was stood on this stage and it's something he dreamed of and I couldn't stop crying during this sound check, my mum had to go and help him because I think it was one of those moments where it was like, we've done it. They've put me on a stage like this. And then on the actual gig, when I played If We Ever Broke Up, to have like nine, ten thousand 10,000 people scream my song back at me, I could see his face and his face was just like pure shock. Like this has actually happened. And he's wanted this for eight years. We've both have, but he has been like, it's been his dream to have me experience that. He's always been on the sidelines. He's always been behind everything. Mm. And yeah, that was like the biggest moment for both of us was having that. I've never, I haven't, wow. I just did not stop crying. It, it it feels though in that moment for him, because what you're describing is it's like, it's, it's all of that pressure and that time yeah. done it. As a parent, all you want is your child yeah. to be happy and okay and successful, whatever that may be. Um, and also as a as a parent, you I, I feel like he's obviously he may feel that he's put like a lot of pressure on it. So he feels responsible as well. Yeah. So in that moment there was that sense of relief that suddenly went, Oh my God, this is actually he, happening. He always said to me, I'd rather you hate me than turn out you'd rather I just thought, I'd rather say I you'd hate me and turn out a good person doing something you enjoy and something you know you want to do for the rest of your life than love me a lot and be someone who doesn't know what they want to do is working a you know a job that they don't want to do and just isn't happy yeah. he is quite possibly the most driven lovely person it's the same with my mum I haven't really mentioned her but she as well as that has been someone who has always been there for me emotionally I like what's your mum's name Alex. Alex. She's she's incredible. She's the strongest woman on the planet. Like really? she she's gone through some stuff and she yeah, she's she's awesome. Every fight me and my dad would have, she'd be there going, "You can do this. You've got this." Like, I know it's hard. I know things are really difficult at the minute, but you, you've got this. She actually got me through school as well. Wow. Like she's the kind of mum that you could tell anything to. I've got really cool parents. That's fantastic. Yeah. That open relationship and that sort of um that sense of like security that you know that yeah. there is so important. They are. I've got such an amazing family, to be honest. Like it's not just my parents. My entire family is so close and so open and they're so supportive. Like the day I got signed, everyone in my family was emotional. Really? And waited for it. You know, yeah, they they're all amazing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I spoke to um, Mark Wright, who said he has this thing where he looks at his family and he goes, my family better than yours. Like, I love my family. Do you have those where you just go, my family are wicked? The I best. do love them, yeah. I think they are. They are incredible. They're always there. But I, I say this, I should probably say the same about my boyfriend. Yeah. He's like mad. He's insane. Like he, he's also a writer as well, but he's championed me as well. Like he's there behind the scenes as well, kind of pushing me on and egging me on. It's the same for him. He's so supportive. I've got such a good team of people around me. My managers, my label, I'm Meg Burnist. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've got such a good team of people around me now that I just feel weightless. Like, That's I amazing. don't have and, any worry. And not to be patronizing anyway, but at such a young age to have that as well is, is, is vital. Because your young age with your success, it's very easy to be dragged from different places and not really knowing what's going on. And, mm. and it, if you have that close-knit circle around you, it's endless what can happen and you can achieve. Because I think that's what happens is that when you don't have that around you at a young age, distractions start to come in. That's why my dad was so heavily involved, even up till now, like, because he just, he, I know he wants to protect me and he is being a father, but he's also, he read about so many artists that they went into the industry young and they got caught in all of this stuff. And yeah. he was just there to protect me. And so when he met the label and he, he met my managers for the first time and he kind of got introduced to everyone, he felt calm enough to hand the baton onto them and say that this is your job now and that was a big thing for him because has he done that has he said yeah. okay yeah he handed Good it off him. to my my other manager claudia i've got marlene and claudia and she is the most scary french driven human being ever she's extremely french uh, <laughs> but he found safety and he has a lot of respect for the people i work with because they all they're not just there as business partners. They're not just, she's not just my manager. They're not just my makeup artist. They're friends. And they're people I consider family now. Like if I work with someone, I don't just want to consider them someone who comes in and does me hair once a week. You know, I consider them family to me. I consider them family. Like that's great. Having a relationship with these people that are with me consistently. I'm so lucky to have that. Very lucky. It's amazing. And I, rumor has it that the next, your, Collaborated with Megan Trainer. Hello. Woo-hoo. Singles called yeah. Mr. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk to me about this. So I posted a little snippet on TikTok. I just, I'd written the song with Naked in, in LA and we just, we'd had a conversation about online dating and we thought, right, we'll take the piss out of it a little bit because I feel like it's a bit trial and error. So we wrote the song, uh, had a bit of fun with it, and then I just thought, right, okay, let's put it on TikTok. Let's see how it does. You know, if we ever broke up, it's done well. I feel like I'm ready to Wow, it's like a sounding board almost. Like, you can put it out there and see what happens. Yeah, it's like a trial test. I love it. It, It's kind of I never thought of it that way. TikTok, I feel like, is such a good way to test music. Because if, if it's not catchy in the first, I don't know, couple of seconds, it's not good enough. That's what I've always been told. So for me, checking TikTok and putting it on and getting the response back is where I know, okay, maybe this is good to put out. So I put Mr. Right on TikTok. I did, you know, a little bit of dancing, just testing the waters. And then I did it a couple more times, like I did with Every Ever Broke Up, testing the algorithm. And then Megan Trainer comments on it. And I crap my pants. I Just out of the blue? Out of the blue. It was oh so God. weird. Like I just scrolling through my TikTok comments and lo and behold, Megan Trainer, I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? 
this is not real. This is bull crap. Somebody's just, wow. somebody's taking the mick. Mm. And so we we kind of follow each other back, back and forth. And then she's like, right, okay, I want to be on the song. Let's do this. Let's let's do a Megan Trainer and Mae Stevens collab. And I... She just said that. Just was so mad. It was so weird. It was just like, hi, May. I'm a AAA artist. Do you want to do a collab? <laughs> yes. That's insane. And she's so sweet. I've I've always idolized Megan because when she came out with all about that bass and stuff, I was a bigger girl. Mm. I was very self-conscious. And she just like, her music was something I listened to and repeat. Because it spoke to you. It in, made you think- yeah, empowerment. And just like when I, I got into a FaceTime call with her, I did piss myself. I was very scared, but she's so sweet. She's like a mum. And she just went, I'll be a music mother. Absolutely. I'll guide you through this industry. If you, I understand what it's like to do it from a young age. It's going to be hard. It's going to be busy. And she said, you know, I feel like I want to be there to, to help you and guide you through it. If you ever have any questions or you ever need anything, I'm on the end of this phone. We'll do the collab together, but I am here. And wow. so I've gained a massive... Almost not almost like alliance, but a friendship as well with Megan. And coming out with this song, it's madness. It honestly is. Her verse is so iconic. It's so Megan Trainer. I feel like you can say that now, can't you? It's Megan yeah, Trainer. It's very. You can. I think you can say that for sure. But she is the sweetest human being. How do those collabs work? Is it quite so? Do you, how does it work with her? Do you meet up and do anything? Or well, she's obviously just had a baby, so we couldn't really. There was no yeah. point because she's obviously staying healthy to have her child yeah, yeah, yeah but she um we facetimed we did a bit of back and forth and we were texting through and she sent me the first demo of her first just on a voice note and when you hear it do you know can you feel like okay that feels good you can yeah you can- like i just she she was like i want to do the second verse so when we were texting back and forth and she yeah she sent me this voice note of her singing it and we were me and me and my friend Rachel were sat on the sofa just having a casual conversation. I said, "Oh my god, I've just got a text from Megan." And she plays this voice note, and both of us just melted into our seats. Really, like this is actually real. And then from it's every wild. point, every time I listen to that demo and that verse comes on, we're both sat there like, "That's actually Megan Trainer. That's my <laughs> voice." And then there's Megan Trainer's voice. This is not like uh, cloning or anything. This is actually Megan Trainer. Oh and it, my it's, god mad how has that happened how that is insane you know nine months ago i was working in customer service getting shouted at over a bag of 75p <laughs> apples and now i'm doing a song with fucking megan trainer how did that happen then <laughs> do you you know how you said about color coding earlier and yeah and do you do you see music in colors i've always yes. said you do yeah get out of here no i see music in color i i kind of my dad has this skill as well my dad He's also musical. He can hear each individual instrument, as can I. So if I'm listening to a piece of music, I don't know, let, let's take, I'm, I'm a big movie soundtrack, let's take Interstellar. Okay. I listened to Interstellar the other day, I can hear each, each individual instrument, what beat they're doing, what notes they're playing, um, you know, all of, every kind of layer of sound. Because you're listening to what you can just, you can just, you can I just can hear I can pick it. them out. Like I, I it's how so I So someone tastes something and they can taste all the ingredients within yeah. it. Yeah. Bit of ratatouille, yeah, pretty much like that, but with music. Wow. It's weird. It, it it can be a blessing and a curse because you want to enjoy the music, but I've also done it for so many years that I, I like to listen for each individual sound, and that means I do listen to a piece of music like five times on repeat so that I can hear, so everything, hear everything and experience everything. 
and everything is color coded wow, on my music brain. music really speaks to you. It's it's the same with like movies. If you listen to a mu- a movie, listen to a movie. If you watch a movie with no volume, yeah. it's crap. Yeah. You had them, I've always believed that the music is like a soundtrack to people's lives. Every memory I've ever made throughout my life has a song to it. And I feel like it's the same with everyone. Everyone is reminiscent on a song in some way. And I, that's what I kind of took from music, especially growing up, was like, I want to create the soundtrack to people's lives. I want to create a song that people go back on and go, oh my God, I had my first kiss to that song. Or, you know, I I went for dinner on this song. And it's, it's so important to me, especially... Because it triggers those moments yeah, in their lives, yeah. But I, I also went through some really crappy relationships as a kid and some really awful ones and so did my friends and we always got told oh it's down to inexperience it's a learning curve you know boys only hit you because they like you and so I started writing music as a way to show people I'm 12 years old I'm 13 I'm 14 whatever I'm going through this crap and I'm half your age I am understanding blackmailing and I shouldn't be understanding blackmailing and verbal and physical abuse at a young age Mm. but people deem it as an experience or a learning curve and so yeah I started writing music as a way to show people that it doesn't matter how old you are you still have the same emotional value you still go through this crap you still have the same relationship problems as someone going through a midlife crisis or a, a divorce mm-hmm. and so that was kind of my my starting point and that's where it kind of tied into creating these songs that people could use to heal or people could use to remember that they are stronger than they are or they're coming out of a relationship not feeling deflated and feeling empowered or understanding why something happened. And so I see music in not only colour and and pictures, I see it in memories as wow. well. Every note for me has a memory that's amazing. from different songs I've written. Yeah, that's my... My God, I love that. And that's what my how, brain. Yeah, that's how, you, how it works in your own mind. That's amazing. You know, I, I saw that you're, you sort of... You regard Freddie Mercury, Adele, um, just as your influences. If you could collaborate with anyone. Freddie. If he was still alive, I think. What, because of vocal-wise? I think as well as that life experience. I mean, he had been through some crap, but as well as that, I think he was wise beyond his years. Like, if he was still here now, the music that would come out, I think the world would have been complete and in such really? a better place. I think when Freddie Mercury died, the, some of the music industry died with him. Because you think he's th- th- that sort of influential and iconic? Absolutely. I think not only, you know, he was a gay man in a time where being gay was hard. He was writing music. He was being the voice of reason to fans. And I absolutely idolise him because he, as well as, you know, between all of the empowerment and the songs and just not, he just did not give a shit what people thought about Mm. him. He was who he was and he just did not care. And I had so much respect for him, but I would, his voice was a big part, but his songwriting skills were second to none. And it's sad that it didn't get, you know, pushed through as Mm. the years gone on. Wow. Mate, um, I, I just, I just seen the time. I just had the best time. Shelly, this has been insane. And also, honestly, just coming from, I, again, I don't want to sound proud, but from someone who is as young as you, because you're 20 years old, that is young, to just be so mature and so um, self-aware and vulnerable, it's, it's, it's a real treat. Thank to you. See you. So thank you so much. Don't feel young. No, you, well, 
feel older than me. I feel more immature. What is next? Is there, is what's exciting that you so can tell us? Obviously, bringing out the collab with Megan. When is the release date? The 4th of August. It's huge. It's mad. Uh, what time? At like midnight? Like when is it? Like do we even know what time? Is it midnight? Might be. Either way, it'll be sometime on the 4th of August. So go check it out. Everyone needs to go and listen to it right now. Go and don't, not right now, finish this episode and then go and listen to it. Go stream, go stream. Go stream. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a space at the minute where I'm kind of enjoying each day as it comes. Like you never know when something's going to drop off and mm. I'm just enjoying every second. And so, you know, we've got more gigs coming up, festival season, new singles, thinking about the future, maybe hopefully getting an album out, that would be great. But I'm just taking it one day at a time, really just enjoying it. Haven't had to do my own hair and makeup in like five weeks. So so you're so almost life. finally living in that present moment. Absolutely. I just... There we go. Enjoying it. That was a great arch. Do you <laughs> like that? I, that was such a good arch. Went from that and we found out we're now in the present. Love that. Mate, thank you so much. Thank you for having we me. We can on. follow you on social media, see all your music. We're going to leave it all in the description below. Everybody, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> that was so fun. It was amazing.